Hi, thank you for joining me on my podcast, No Agenda, No Apologies. This is Lisa Marie Castabile. Some of you may know me as Kota in the spiritual world. I'd like to welcome my next guest, a friend who I've worked with many times over the years, Wes Malkin, who is an Emmy Award-winning director, cinematographer, editor, and photographer. He's been shooting commercials, film, and documentaries for well over 25 years. Wes is also an educator, teaching filmmaking, photography, as well as helping create courses for Crystal Cruise Lines called Creative Media Fundamentals. Wes is also a musician at heart and has been playing since the age of eight. He plays a wide range of musical styles from folk and bluegrass to jazz, blues on trumpet, mandolin, guitar, banjo, and a few others. He spent his college years touring worldwide before moving to Florida. Nowadays, you can find West Frequent, a known staple in South Florida, the Luna Star Cafe, where open mic nights draw some of the most talented musicians in Florida. Luna Star has been supporting singer-songwriters for well over 25 years. Since the quarantine, Wes and his friends were missing the song swaps and open mics that were a mainstay in the music scene in South Florida. In an effort to help keep Lunastar Cafe open during the pandemic, he came up with an idea of doing a virtual open mic called the Quarantine Open Mic Show. With each artist contributing one song, then assembling a show and running it as a live event on Facebook, the Lunastar Cafe has been able to stay open with all the generous donations. Wes is here to talk about the music scene in Florida and how you can help save a local business and maybe get involved creatively. Let's welcome Wes. Hey, Wes, how are you? Lisa Marie, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. It's, it's been so long. What's going on? It's been too long. Well, what else is going on? I'm on lockdown and I, I started a podcast and I've been um, lucky enough to have some of my old friends like yourself come on and I really appreciate you coming by and talking to me and I'm excited about this and, and everything. So you're down in Florida still. I am in Florida. Yeah, I'm, I'm in, in Hallandale, actually. It's just north of uh, Aventura, Miami, and then just south of Fort Lauderdale. It's, it's a really nice uh, little area. Of course, it's a. I'm in lockdown too, and we're probably going to be in lockdown for a while. Uh, right. Maybe not as long as you guys, but but uh, we've been sequestered for a couple of months now, I guess. So. Right. Wow. Yeah. I, I know it's been yeah. a while since I've seen you and been down to Florida, but um, you yeah. know, let's tell the audience how we met. It's 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 the most hysterical story. <laughs> <laughs> it is. A, it is a pretty funny story. Well. I mean, how much should we tell them? Because we, we, uh, well, we, you know, we, we, we uh, met on <laughs> wow, this. Wow. That, that was the innuendo. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, stop. Come on. Go on with yourself. No, we, 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 we met and, and we'll, I'll tell everyone we met. I was shooting, uh, I, I'm a director DP also, and, and I shoot, uh, commercials and, uh, videos and, you know, content and all kinds of different things. But at the time I was doing a lot of commercial work. And one of my clients was Caesar's Pocono Resorts, and mm-hmm. you came to the. Did you come to the casting? Yeah, or did, I did. did. They, the yeah, the yeah, big and, cattle call. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and uh, you, that was crazy. That was we saw like two hundred people or something in mm-hmm. one day, mm-hmm. and uh, and you were selected to be in the film, and then you came out, and we shot you in the champagne glass whirlpool with the guy that was <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> I don't remember, but let's not get into. that. <laughs> we're not going to get, but but you were you worked very hard to show him what to do, and uh, it was, these are these were romantic uh, for people that don't know they, the Caesar's Pocono Resorts were they were love resorts for honeymooners and yep. it was the land of love and there was no illusion about what was going on there they had the heart shaped tubs and round beds and 
It was actually it was it was so it was so funny. I spent way too much time in this rooms all alone. Uh, but, but I'm sorry. I had no. to go there. Did I go there? No. Oh but it, oh. I have to say it was one of the most fun shoots because let me break it down. It was in um what the Poconos back mm-hmm. east and um That's right. And, then, and people don't know cuz Caesar's Pocono Resorts is in the Poconos, obvious, well, not obvious to everybody, but they're the um, in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. out in the in the country. And and go ahead, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, no. Um, so it's basically, you know, a city girl going to the middle of nowhere, which I absolutely love. And the whole job, which I think I was there almost a week. It was like one day. Um, there's woman and, and guy playing tennis and having a great time. And then there's one day, oh, there they are roller skating. And then there's one day of them, you know, hiking. And then they're in the paddle boats and then they're swimming. And that was fun. To get paid to do it, that, that's pretty fun. And then meet someone was, like it yourself. It was great. Yeah. 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 And it was really fun. We had a real kind of a, everybody really, it was like a, a little family we, yeah. we developed. Because I was there for, for a lot of weeks. I think we were, I was there about five weeks, four weeks, five weeks, something mm-hmm. like that, because we, you know, they had four resorts and 27 room types and we had to shoot all these different rooms. And, and, uh, but I think you were there about a week and, yeah. uh, it was fun and we got to know each other and hung out and we had a lot of laughs and, and the crew, uh, so much uh, everybody fun. had a lot of fun. Oh, it was great fun. And, and, uh, and, you know, I, I did that client for a long time. Uh, it was, it was really fun. And, and you, um, you were one of our stars in the in the big uh, what was it the the, um, the champagne the, uh, glass champagne no but the room was the uh, champagne towers I think no, yeah anyway it was, it was with the fireplace going and and if 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 anybody's seen these commercials but but the funniest thing was I have a production still somewhere my friend Sherry was one of the props she was helping she was doing everything but. I, I, there's this picture of her stirring the the tub to make the bubbles with like like a witch stirring a a, a cauldron. <laughs> it's very funny stuff. Anyway, so that's funny. And so I want to mention too, um, because Wes is so fabulous and such a loyal friend and colleague. He then we then we were in contact for a long time, and then I started doing some castings for him, and then some producing, and then some. You would just say, "Hey." Lisa Marie, come on. We need a, a stylist. We need a makeup artist. We need a producer. We need you. And so then yeah. from that point, Wes hired me on various cool gigs, other gigs. And then, um, and then unfortunately you live back East and I live on the West coast now, but, um, yeah. and so then yeah. well, I, oh, well, oh, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say that, uh, you were amazing. You were able to rise to whatever occasion. And I threw you, I want to say threw you to the wolves, but I said, you got to do this. And you said, okay. And you just did it. And mm-hmm. it was, it was, you're amazing. I mean, you were really, really, you killed it. And Come that's, on. Uh, it this was great. Is, no, this you isn't did. a Come podcast on. telling me how. <laughs> no, we, but you know what? Those it's, it's were fun, fun times. Are, no, but they're, they're, it's funny when in, in those days when you just, you had to get something done. Mm-hmm. You you always try to surround yourself. You know, people. Uh, you surround yourself, surround yourself with people that can get it done, and you and you got it done. And in and, and under, uh, I don't want to say adverse conditions, but we always seem to get it done and, it, and had fun doing it. We I did had fun doing it, and I'm yeah for sure. And then after, so all we kind we didn't really lose touch, but I. Um, not that I moved to the West Coast right away, but there was a period of time where you started. I don't know what were you teaching or tell, tell why don't well, you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and you know, the thing was, I was in L- I, you moved uh, west, and then I moved out to LA for a few years. But I have a, a daughter who's now she's going to be seventeen in 
July, uh, but I was kind of missing her life. And I thought, well, I can't miss her life. So I came back here. But in, in that time period, I was also working with uh, Crystal Cruise Lines. We were teaching a, uh, I did some project work for them. And, and they, uh, my friend, Aaron Manning, who mm-hmm. was a fabulous, you, you, you worked with Aaron, yep. and I, I think on the, the thing we did with uh, Jeannie. Um, right. Uh, I Dream of Jeannie, Barbara Eden. Yes. Remember that? Cool. Yes, I that do. Was great. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. And anyway, um, uh, she, uh, we did a project together and she said, oh, you should talk to these people at Crystal. And next thing I knew, I was helping them put together this program. And while I was teaching on the ship, teaching filmmaking, we're teaching digital filmmaking, how to do movies on your iPad, how to take better pictures, how to make movies, and how to tell a story. And it was fabulous fun. And I was doing that for about six or seven years. And then about, I think seven years. And then uh, they decided to end that program. And then mm-hmm. Aaron and I actually uh, organized a new set of enrichment classes, and we call it uh, Creative Media Fundamentals. And we now we te- teach uh, uh, filmmaking is what we teach, uh, uh, how to take better pictures, how to take better travel pictures, how to take better selfies, how to surf the internet. People don't I love that. realize it's it's really, and, and it's all catered to people. It's, now, the, uh, Crystal is a uh, an older uh, crowd and and pretty wealthy and but they're not uh, steeped in technology like uh, many of the younger people are and mm-hmm. uh, but they want to learn and so we've created this uh, series of enrichment classes and basically it's creative media fundamentals we call it CMF nice and uh, and it's a lot of fun and we, and, and we we also teach um, how to do social media how to do airdrop believe it or not people get confused by airdrop it's so simple and w- they think we're like uh, brilliant magicians when we mm-hmm. show them how to do it it's kind of it's kind of funny but uh, it's good fun with this lockdown going on um gosh i could have you on a two-hour show one for total tech stuff and then one we're going to get into the creative stuff in a moment but w- what is the short end of um explaining a quick selfie for someone who wants to get into more uh, marketing themselves online basically well, on instagram Better selfies, a couple of things. Uh, try and be a little further away from the camera, you, you, as long as arm as possible. Um, and you want to have a little light on your face, not behind you. Mm-hmm. And you want to get the camera just a little bit above uh, a little bit above your nose. You don't want to be looking up your nose. Um, and not in harsh sunlight. You want mm-hmm. to find, um, uh, you know, open shade is what we call it, where you get some sunlight bouncing in. Soft light's really good. It, it gets rid of the, you know, some of the harsh shadows. You don't want those harsh shadows uh, on your face. And uh, it, it's um, the, the the closer you are to your face when you're taking a a still, mm-hmm. a picture, the the more distorted it is. So if you have a selfie stick, they're really great for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, I'm not sure what else I can say as far as uh, do, you, if you're doing when you're doing a, a video, uh, if you're doing, a, um, say you're doing a Zoom or something, you want to try and always have the, your camera or, or, or you're doing a, a live stream, something like that. You want to always have your camera a little bit higher than your nose so you're not looking up your nose, like I said already. And you always want to have a, a, a front light on you. Because the camera, if you have a hard light behind you, the camera is going to expose for that light and your face is going to get dark. Mm-hmm. So it's better to have a little soft light coming at you. Wow. So people are actually lighting their Zoom 
either conferences or, or dates or whatever. They're literally lighting them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, you put a little, you, you have a, a window with say a, a shear in front of it, if it's daylight and you can even uh, use your monitor to light you. If you put, you know, you open up a, a, a browser window with a lot of white on it and, and that'll put some light on your face, but just make sure you don't have a, a practical lamp, you know, like a lamp or something behind you mm-hmm. that will cause your camera to expose for that hard light, then mm-hmm. your face will be dark. Uh, and you can, there's all kinds of little ring lights you can get. Um, if you Google ring light on Amazon, you come up with a whole bunch of them. They're not expensive. And for this kind of stuff, almost anyone will work. So, um, Wes, it's interesting how people are on this lockdown and different um, artists are coming together and doing different things. And I know you're passionate about music. That is your soul. Why don't you tell us about what you're doing with your music these days? Yeah, well, you you know that I, I used to play in a whole nother life. I, I, I came out of college and I, I was going to go to Berkeley and then I ended up coming to Florida. And I, I, I joke about it. I came to Florida to, came to, to play gigs and I just kind of got sucked into the black hole that South Florida can be. And I never, <laughs> never got out. But, and, and, and I did, I was doing, uh, you know, club date stuff and playing, uh, uh, you know, uh, pop music. And, mm-hmm. and then I did some cruise ship work and I kind of thought, well, do I want to do this? I'm, I'm at, working all night and it's, you know, maybe it's, let me see if there's something else. And I kind of fell into the, to the film business and, uh, I started doing a lot of, uh, uh, I did commercials and I, I, I do uh, documentary work and uh, I've done some really cool documentary work. In fact, I was just looking at a bunch of images from a, a film I shot in, in Mali with, uh, with Robin Simon. It was uh, called Behind the Blue Veil. And uh, we went to Mali and I, I was at the festival in the desert. It's the biggest music festival, the farthest from civilization. And, wow. it, and it, it was amazing. They, they don't, I don't think they're doing it anymore. Uh, I was there in 2011, I think. And then the next year, I think Bono was there and he got up on stage and, and and then because of the terrorist stuff, it, it, it ended. But, but, um, I I never gave up my music soul. And when I, when I came back to Florida about five, six, six or maybe six years ago now, um, I decided that I was going to start playing again Mm -hmm. and I got serious and I, and I've been kind of gigging again and, and there's a couple of places that, um, and I'm a little bit of a schizophrenic musician. I play uh, folk and folk uh, rock, and and then I and I play guitar and mandolin and banjo, and then I also play trumpet. So I do this jazz blues thing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, one of the places I I play at on a regular basis is called Luna Star Cafe, and it's a it's sort of a, a leftover from the '60s. It, it's like it's a coffee house. And it's it's like the '60s coffee houses. Yeah. They, they're a real listening room, and they support singer songwriters and original music. Uh, uh, and 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 they they do um, they don't just do you know folk singers. They also have uh, some jazz artists that play and blues and and anyway, um, I, I they do an open mic a couple of times a, a month, and mm-hmm. I'm always there, and I'm kind of everybody's side man, and I really love it. It's a great. A great thing. I loved, it's real. I love visiting you when, when when I was there and I saw you play out. It was fun. That's a great place. What a great vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't it cool? It's like it's like you feel like you're in another in another. You feel like you're in a cool place and just it's 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 got a great vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and the food is good. They got a zillion different uh, 
beers and a nice wine selection, but it's really about the music. And, and mm-hmm. Alexis uh, Sanfeld, Sanfeld is, is the is the owner, and and she's been doing the Lunastar Cafe since was it ninety six I think ninety seven you know over twenty five years whatever it is, um, and mm-hmm. she's been supporting live music. She's they do it on a shoestring. She's not getting rich. Mm-hmm. And we, everybody really missed the open mics and, and we were saying, well, how could we do this? And, and I said, look, why don't, why don't you let me put together an open mic show? Mm-hmm. And we talked about how to do it and, and the whole thing, people try and do zoom things and it's really a, kind of a mess. And I said, well, why don't we get everybody to send me one video, mm-hmm. one song you record with your phone. And, and I, I set up a Wes's best, uh, tips for best practices for recording your own song it was kind of <laughs> i kind saw of the one it? you sent me it's pretty did i send it? i love it yeah it's it sounds great greg thinks it sounds great it's pretty amazing well you know it, it's funny and and i put that together understanding that you know the technology can be daunting for some people and mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be hard it, it can be simple and that comes from actually teaching on the ships um you know showing people simplifying the technology to 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 get them to to understand it in a simple way, it's not hard. Any, anyway, so so I I decided you know there's a lot of good players that come out, but mm-hmm. you know when, if a if a amateur musician or somebody that's a part time tries to you know play a whole set, it can be daunting for them. So so I said, well, one song, and they'll they'll do one song and they'll and they'll they'll make it killer. They'll kill it, and uh, so that's kind of what happened. So everybody sent me one song recorded on their iPhone or their Android, whatever it is. And I assembled a show with bumpers. You know, we have introductions in between each artist and the show, we probably had 20 some 24, 25 entries last time. And Mm -hmm. we had an hour and 10 or 15 minute show. Mm -hmm. And I assembled it. I, I, I assembled it like we would call it live to tape. Okay. And, uh, and then I ran it as a, a live stream. Nice. And it was great. It was great. We had, we had a lot of people. They raised, they, they raised a couple of thousand dollars. And this is to keep Lunastar Cafe open because they're one of the, you know, they're one of the few places in South Florida that uh, really support live music in a way right. that others don't. Original, and they're, and they're listen- original yes. live music. Yes, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. It, uh, original live music. You know, it, it's not just doing covers. It's, mm-hmm. it's people writing and, and bearing their soul. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate there, there are some people that come out and play and they're not great, fabulous musicians, but they put their heart into mm-hmm. it and it makes it amazing. It's wonderful. And I love their energy and it, it yes. just, if there's something about it. You know? mm-hmm. Well, with, it's, with what you're doing, um, with what you're doing is amazing because it's allowing people to express themselves. I mean, this is a tough time. I mean, think about it. We've been on lockdown for what, two months now. And this is giving a showcase or, or allowing someone that's sitting at home, maybe they're alone a goal like, okay, I need to record this. I need to practice the song. I'm going to send it to Wes. He's going to put it together. And it also raises money for the small, local business, which is super important right now. We all, all have to support the local businesses. So it's, it's a win-win here. I love it. Like the creativity that's going into it, it keeps everybody grounded. It keeps the family together. It gets people excited. It's great. 
Yeah, no, it's it's it is it is amazing. You know, I was I was not sure about the response we get, but it was overwhelming, and everybody, you know, I had people, uh, you know, saying, "Oh, I, I couldn't get it in, but I'm sending you one next time." And I think I already have tonight was the deadline mm-hmm. uh, to to get your songs in. So anybody listening, uh, trying to send a song in, it's probably too late now. <laughs> but uh, that, but, that ask, I have to ask that question: Will you be doing this every week? They run the open mic uh, twice a month, and and there there are uh, two sets of hosts, uh, including myself. So we have uh, Robert Hand and Nancy Wagner, and and they did the first one, and they have a band called Wagner Hand and Flug. Uh, and then there's uh, a, another couple, uh, Daryl Arnold and Sarah Jacobs, and they are hosting uh, this this next one that's coming up on Saturday night. They're hosting that one, and so they bounce back and forth. And so we're going to try and do this as as long as the the lockdown is in place. And even mm-hmm. once things open up, we'll probably continue to do this because it's very helpful for um for them to have a, a, an audience and uh, for these open mics because they're people aren't going to turn out the same way as they they would in a normal time. We, we would. We have an open mic, and we'd have, you know, the the max uh, the the place would be filled. There'd be mm-hmm. no place to sit, and and you'd have fifteen performers get up and do two or three songs. So that's not going to happen for a while. So so this, I think, is a a good vehicle for people to express themselves musically and to keep the interest up for the cafe and to help keep them open. You know, they're 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 just doing um, takeout now. They can't, right. they're not open and they can barely survive. They can't really survive on just doing takeout. So right. we want them to be open when we come back. So that's one of the main reasons. Uh, uh, that's not the main reason, but it's one of the reasons we're doing this. It's also right. to, to, to keep people uh, spirits up. Right. I mean, the people were so happy that they were, you know, it was like a, it was like a kumbaya moment online on Facebook. Everybody's, you know, cheering each other on. That's so it great. Was, it's great. Now, yeah. are you accepting um, submissions worldwide or are you sub- only folks who are in Florida or what type of music? So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, you know, it's interesting because at first it was just, um, just the, the people that the, the, there are, um, I would call them semi-professionals, and uh, so there's a few pros that that were were would come to the open mic to try out new songs and stuff. Um, and and then suddenly a couple of uh, regional musicians, uh, Diane Ward, when she found out of that, because she's played at Luna Star many times, she's like, I got to play. Um, and Jack Chaudet, who's a, a fine studio uh, musician, came out. Uh, he's he's uh, joining us this time, and I've also had uh, Malcolm Holcomb, mm-hmm. who's a, a, a country folk. Is, is Malcolm's amazing? Uh, Pop Wagner is going to join us this time, and and Steve Poltz. Wow. Uh, I met Steve on the on the Kayama cruise, and uh, I was at his wedding. He got married on the ship. Uh, wow! I, I was at his wedding, and that so were about three hundred other people. But it was a really <laughs> fun. He was he, he he's he's kind of a, a crazy guy, and he he's famous for. Um, Writing that song uh, with Jewel, he actually uh, uh, wrote that song. And he, he, the story is he gave it to her, and they kind of co-wrote it. But he said, this would be a good song for you. And it became a big hit for her. And, and uh, if the, they, they tell the story at the Salmon Fest. Mm-hmm. And they taught, and, and he, he says, yeah, we wrote that song on that trip to Mexico. And they're playing together uh, at the Salmon Fest. And, and she goes, wait a minute, let me tell the story. And she proceeds to tell the story how they 
left mm-hmm. it in the middle of the night, San Diego. They got to Mexico. They broke into a room. They ran into the federales. There was a drug bust. <laughs> it's a and really funny what story. Is, um, but, what's the name of the song? Uh, that song is uh, You Were Meant For Me. Yes, of course, by Jewel. That, it's a, right, but it's actually written by Steve Pultz. So anyway, wow. I, I, uh, I sent him a message on, on Facebook, and I said, hey, hey uh, brother, could you spare a song? Day later, he said, "Here you go, man," and he sent me a song. Oh, that's so, great! Yeah, so it's really so. I, I decided, you know, let's just you know, open it up to whoever wants to send a song, and we'll put them on. And it's for a great cause because you're supporting live music, and you're supporting a venue that supports musicians and supports their art in a way that very few other places do. It's a true listening room. That's excellent. So if we have listeners out there who want to submit their song, how would they go about it to submit any of these songs? Well, uh, they could shoot me an email, and, and I don't know if they'll uh, will remember it, Wes at onefocusmedia.tv, and it's the digit one, uh, F-O-C-U-S-M-E-D-I-A.tv, or you can uh, reach me through... Um, Oh, I guess the folkweasels.com. <laughs> that's my that's my band. But but uh, you'll put a link for the for my uh, mm-hmm. email and, and they can email me and I'll be happy to 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 take anybody who's got a a, a song an original it doesn't have to be original something that you make your own that someone else has written is great too. Nice. Uh, I just I just love music and I love supporting uh, other people that that uh, make music and and for me I'm really lucky that I. I have this ability to, you know, if you can play it, I can follow you. Um, and so I play uh, mandolin and I play horn and guitar with a lot of different people. And it's, it's really fun for me. And it's one of my uh, pleasures in life is to try and uh, get other people out front and, mm-hmm. and, and get them sounding as, as good as I can. So I, I really find a lot of pleasure in, in getting getting the show together and making it as good as I can. So that's wonderful. Hey, if you got a song, yeah, if you got a song, bring it. It's great. And it's okay. Is it just folk, or do you want? Can you expand, or what? What are your what are your parameters here? No, it's it's really not just folk. It's kind of across the board, right? Um, and and I build the show. Last time I built the show, where we had a a couple of uh, uh, people playing blues and, and and jazzy stuff, and I built the show in a way where we started off with some mellow stuff and then some a little more up stuff and then some bluesy stuff and then sort of a a, a, a blues jazz uh, couple that does blues and jazz and then ended with actually I think I ended with Diane Ward mm-hmm. uh, she had a, a really great song she sent us and so I ended with her but we, we built it so I I, I can take any uh, genre mm-hmm. it's fine as long as uh, you're having fun with it and you like that song, and you do a good performance, you're in. <laughs> you're that's, in. And you have something to record. That's great. That's great. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the, the thing is, um, I try to keep it really simple. This mm-hmm. is not, you know, it's not, uh, it, it, you, nobody's going to win a Grammy for recording in, in this in this uh, in this uh, venue mm-hmm. it's more about the performance and about the music you want to try and get a good recording but i've told people you know basically you you make it simple you put your phone in front of you mm-hmm. you you skip back and we see a little of your instrument whatever you're playing mm-hmm. smile talk to the audience like like they're out there because they are they're out there you look into that into your phone your camera you're looking at the audience and play your song and that's it and have a good time and it comes across it's amazing how well 
it comes across. Well, I know. Uh, I saw it. I was impressed. I, I saw people in front of their bookshelves. It was fin. I saw someone in a bathtub. I thought that, that woman. That, who is that? That wait, was wait, awesome. Wait, wait. Oh, I got to. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. That is now. I'm going to tell you a quick story. So that is is Kay. Okay. And she goes by the name. It's Kay. Okay. Now Kay, I'm going to send you a picture afterwards. I got a call from my good friend Val. If you you might have seen Val doing us. She okay. was a Val was an artist in residence at the Hemingway House. She's a real true Florida uh, songwriter, and uh, Val calls me. She's at Luna Store, and she says, "You got to come now, Wes. You 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 got to come here. These gals, the derelict daughter. This one girl looks just like you did twenty years ago." I'm like, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" I, I promise you. I'm like, "Val, you're crazy." She goes, no, no, but come down anyway. Bring your mandolin because you should be playing with these guys. And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." But I'll come down. So I run down. It was Friday night. I run mm-hmm. down. And I look at this girl and I'm like, she kind of looks like me a little. And then I get a, after the set, I get up. She is like my doppelganger what? from when I was in my twenties. Oh yeah, my goodness. She, like, and, and so, so it turned, and we didn't play together that night, but, but their, her musical style and what I play, it, it meshes really well. So I play with them sometimes and they introduce me as derelict dad. There is their <laughs> derelict daughter and I'm the derelict dad. So, so that's Kay and Kay is a fabulous singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. She's a wonderful, wonderful human being. And uh, I'm going to have her uh, on again and do it. She's going to do a song and another one of her originals. Maybe I'll play with her. I'm not sure, but I, uh, but she, she's a really talented, uh, really talented uh, artist. So anyway, that's it's it's funny. We we did a busker fest. Do you have busker fest uh, out there? No. Do we? Um, no. I'm asking Greg. Oh. He knows more about music than I do in uh, LA. But okay. Busker fest is great. It's it's fabulous. You you take your uh, they organize this festival. And the festival is you know busking is going out on the street and playing. Mm-hmm. You open your case and people throw you some money. Yes. Well, busker fest. They position musicians on all these different corners downtown and Kay and I played uh, in front of the, the Metro rail and it was uh, a derelict daughter and a derelict dad. <laughs> I love that. What it, what were you playing? Like wh- when you're playing out West, what do you usually play? I know you're, you play all kinds of instruments. Well, I play most, mostly mandolin and trumpet. There's a lot of guitar players and, 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 and I play a little banjo too, but mostly uh, mandolin and trumpet. Uh, and I play a mix of styles. You know, I do, like I said, folk, uh, mm-hmm. rock, and folk, and and uh, country, and, and uh, bluegrass, and and then you know m- more blues, uh, jazzy blues, mm-hmm. horn horn. I, I I did club dates in another life, but uh, more blues bluesy jazz stuff uh, these days. So, and as you walking through life, who has been your influence in the folk world, or any any genre really? Who's been your influence? Well, you know, it, it's funny. Um, David Grisman is a guy that comes to mind. I met David Grisman. And I was playing at a festival, on, and I'm backstage, and I look over, and there's David Grisman. And and he basically, I, I was just enamored with him, and I've been listening to him since the late 70s when he was in Old in the Way. And and that's Jerry Garcia and Peter Rowan. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and he's an amazing talent. I'm always uh, stunned by him. Uh, I think John Hartford. I think, of course, you know, the, I can't not say the Beatles and and uh, and uh, Frank Zappa. Oh, Greg is smiling mm-hmm. over here with the Beatles. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah, and and uh, and of course, for me, you know, um, uh, Chet 
Chet Baker is a big influence for me. And, and Miles, of course, Miles, you, you know, and guys like Freddie Hubbard and, and Maynard Ferguson. So, you know, like I said, I'm a little schizophrenic there because I, I go all mm-hmm. over the place. Um, but uh, I think my influences, you know, and, and Bob Dylan's music, I, I listen to a lot of that st- lot too. But uh, yeah, I, I, I have a broad base of uh, people that influence me, but, but I would say uh, Grisman and, and, uh, and John Hartford and, and that kind of new grass stuff, mm-hmm. um, Sam, Sam Bush. Uh, and I did uh, get to play on Prairie Home Companion. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I played on Prairie Home Companion. Wow. About, oh, 35 years ago, something like that. You know, I um, should have t- I asked you in the very beginning because even though I've done film work with you and commercials, I never really asked you what you're from a Greek background. Let's take it back. Wes is five years old. Now go. <laughs> oh, when you mean five years old? I can't hardly remember last week. No, but five when did old? you pick up your first instrument, for instance? Well, I, I think I started, I remember having a, a, a guitar when I was little and didn't play much, but then I wanted, I started playing trumpet at about, in about eight or eight years old, mm-hmm. seven years old, eight years old. And, uh, and, and then I played, uh, I took lessons and I, I, I was first chair and, in the band and, and I started playing actually some trombone. I remember in high school I played trombone, but I also sang. I sang with a group called the Bladensburg Madrigals and, and the group was kind of exceptional. We did a lot of touring. We, we, it was, it was in uh, around Washington, DC and uh, we would sing for uh, government functions. We go down and sing in the Rayburn building for these, uh, for these government uh, functions. And, and I remember uh, doing all these, shows in schools and, and for, for different uh, elementary schools we did during um, uh, Christmas uh, season. We did 50-some shows. I was never in class. Wow. So, in December, we were never in class. But we had to keep a B average or we couldn't be in the group. So it was, it was and it was good training. And, and the, the, vocalize, the vocalization was really good for hearing what you were doing. And, and then I started playing. I, I went off to college. I decided I wanted to go uh, live in the woods, and I went to Northland College. It's a liberal arts environmental college, and it housed the wow. Sigurd Olson Institute of Environmental Studies. Well, uh, there was some really interesting music stuff going on there, and I, uh, I wanted to learn guitar better, and I started playing guitar. My friend Tom Drawn started teaching guitar so I could hear what I was playing I could hear better. Piano I was terrible at piano. So, so next thing I knew, I was playing in this folk bluegrass band, literally in about four months. Wow! And how and old were you at that point? Eighteen. Okay. Eighteen. Okay. And then I started playing festivals and touring with those guys, and uh, we were on the Prairie Home Companion radio show and with uh, the Northern College Voyagers and. Then I moved down to Florida to play music. I was going to, I remember graduating from college, went to the University of Wisconsin uh, for some graduate school. Then I was going to go to Berkeley and I, my dad and my stepmom were in Florida and I wanted to thaw out because I'd been in the Northwoods for about five or six years. And I came down to Florida and I started playing gigs and then just kind of never left. I never ended up uh, getting to Berkeley, but, um, but it, it, it worked out okay. Yeah, two-part question with that. One, I do not think of Florida and go bluegrass or like folk. 
And and number two, what did your dad say when you you were like, Dad, I'm gonna just hang out and tour with this bluegrass group? Well, because I know your dad. <laughs> well, he thought I should get a job at the bank. Right. I still remember him saying, "You know, my friend uh, is the president of the bank. Um, I can get you a job as a teller." <laughs> like, not gonna happen, Dad. But, 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 right. So, but, but no, see, the thing is with, you know, when I moved to Florida, I was playing a, a lot of horn too. And I started, what happened was, is I got into some of these bands where I was playing horn and then I would double on guitar and do some guitar stuff too. Um, and I, and I didn't play a lot of that uh, bluegrass, newgrass stuff. When I moved down here, it was more, uh, uh pop and, and, uh, you know, leftover from the seventies disco stuff, you know, dance music, so to speak. It was, you know, early to mid 80s uh, mm. we were doing all that you know dance music but not a, then, an influence from cuba or an influence of um latina or european because i always got that feel of euro when i went down to florida you know there was some of that i i didn't play that stuff a lot i ended up going off and doing uh, some cruise ship stuff and um it was kind of club date you know, mm-hmm. out of the real book, it was, you know, jazz standards and stuff. Um, and so for, for those gigs, yes. Uh, but it was more pop. Uh, you know, we had 10 piece band. I remember writing these, um, a whole blues brother set for this band I was in for a while. And, uh, the band was called hot streak. And we, uh, we did, it was a 10 piece band, which was a big band, uh, in that, in that era. And we did a lot of dance music. And then we put together this, uh, blues Brothers show and mm-hmm. uh i got to be um one of the blues brothers i had the briefcase with the handcuff and we wore the the black suits with the dark glasses and it was it was a lot of fun wow that's uh, great and um yeah, it was good fun and what was that you were talking about at one point we spoke on the phone earlier today about a song that you played for when your father passed Oh, you know, it, it was, it's funny. And, and I, I, I played it in the last, uh, quarantine, uh, uh, open mic show. And, um, it was a song, it's a Warren Zevon tune that, um, it was the last song. My, my dad was at a nursing home in Arizona and my, uh, my niece actually was, is the, uh, the administrator there. And she calls me and says, uh, you know, we thought you're, you know, we thought Papa was turning around, but, if you want to come visit, I think you need to come now. And I got on a plane the next morning. And the last song I heard when I got off the plane was Keep Me in Your Heart, the Warren Zevon tune that Warren Zevon wrote. And he played in that last album when he mm-hmm. was he was dying. And uh, when I got to the nursing home, my dad had just passed. And that song was burned in my head. I couldn't, I couldn't even listen to that song. And I couldn't play it for over a year and uh it's it's really when i play it sometimes it brings me back to to that time and and uh it's a really pretty song and i i um i hope i uh did it justice for uh for warren my dad's my dad's name was warren too oh wow that's a connection it's a little different than warren uh does it it's just me and uh i uh i play finger picking on my my good old uh 73 d18 um, which, which is, um, it's a beautiful song. It's a really pretty song. So 
anyway, I sent it out to uh, somebody special and very few people, well, now everybody knows, but I don't think uh, a lot of people knew who it was for, but now you know it's for my dad. Wow, Wes, that is a great story. Let's play it for everyone right now. This next song I'm going to do is a Warren Zevon song. It's a really special song to me, and uh, tonight it goes out to somebody special. Shadows are falling, and I'm running out of breath. Keep me in your heart for a while. Believe you, it doesn't mean I love you any less. Keep me in your heart for a while. When you get up in the morning and you see that crazy sun, keep me in your heart for a while. There's a train leaving nightly called when all is said and done. So, Wes, tell us a little bit more about your goal with Luna Star Cafe to help fundraise. Well, um, 
the the idea was initially to uh, get uh, everybody who wanted to play an open mic they couldn't come in to get them together and get them playing their music and then it made a lot of sense to put it into a show and we could raise some money to help support the cafe while they can't be open for business and and now that I've been doing it for a couple uh, couple of uh, shows now I, I realize it's a lot of fun and it's a venue for people that uh, didn't really exist in, in this way before and I think after we get uh, the cafe gets open backed up I think uh, I want to continue this as a, a, a bi-weekly or monthly show where we can feature artists and feature uh, songwriters uh, live on the on the web or live on Facebook doing their music. You know, it's funny. I, uh, you know, I, I realized I didn't mention this, but I've gotten songwriters and musicians from other areas to, to join us um, on this quarantine. Uh, some people I met on Kayama. What is Kayamo? What is Kay- Kayamo? Is a, a music. It's a, a music cruise. It's done by Six Man. Oh right, okay. And it's a and it's a basically it's a it's a cruise with a lot of musicians. The lineups, uh, you know, crazy. Uh, you, you should Google it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, they may not come back next year though because cruise ships. It's tough. It's going to be tough going getting people out on cruise ships again. Um, by the way, the donate is Venmo at Luna Star Cafe. Mm-hmm. And we'll have this in the link below. They have a uh, GoFundMe page, and you can find Luna Star Cafe on uh, Facebook, Luna Star Cafe. Uh, you just uh, search for Luna Star Cafe, and they'll, they'll come up. What I love about Luna Star Cafe the last time I was there, which was a couple years ago now, like I said, it was a, it's family, and it's, it's the real deal. It's just this raw talent that just kind of shows up, they jump on stage. You guys just kind of like improvise and, and it's, it's like a family and, and what comes out of there is amazing. It's like a cute little coffee house. I love it. If you're in Florida, where in Florida is it, by the way? It's uh, in North Miami. It's, it's okay. right across from the Museum of Modern Art there. It's uh, nice. uh, 125th and 8th Street. It's right, uh, it's right there in downtown, good old downtown North Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been in the same place for over 25 years. Wow. Well, let's hope it lasts. All these small businesses last. Get out and support your small businesses, especially Luna Cafe. And we are rooting for Luna Cafe and hoping that they raise lots of money with this. And, and this is such a great thing that you're doing, Wes. It's amazing. And it's it's also amazing that you just, um, when you put your focus on just the creative and you don't really focus on what is going to come out of it, it just morphs into something bigger than what you had expected. So that's the positive. Remain positive in this lockdown. I always tell people and my clients, you have to remain grounded. And I think this is a great way to ground the creative community, not just in Florida or in um, Miami, but all over. So if you're listening, um, please send Wes your video of your music um, in hoping for something more original, but not necessarily and they'll have a listen and hopefully you'll get it on the the show. It sounds like almost like a telethon where you're just putting it out there, you're putting all the work together, and then you're going to put it out. When is the next one? Why don't you tell us when the next one is? Well, th- this next one is uh, it's the, the 23rd, which is this Saturday night. Um, what time? It, it, uh, 8 o'clock. And it's uh, Luna Star Cafe 
on Facebook. You'll go to, you can uh, search Lunastar Cafe and you'll get to their page and you'll, you'll find it when you get there. But we'll start at eight. And I can't tell you how long the show is, but last time it was about two hours. And, and it's a, it's great because there's a lot of varied acts and, and you're not going to get bored. You will not get bored, I promise. Nice. I'm excited. Well, Wes, thank you so much for coming on. We have so much to catch up on. I have to say, I think I want you back <laughs> to do some techie <laughs> talk technical because it's interesting. Um, like you said, people don't necessarily know the basics of technology and it's open for everybody to learn of any age uh, to jump on Facebook and be part of the community, also Instagram or whatever, Snapchat or anything like that. Um, and I know you have a wealth of information and I really appreciate your friendship and your talents. And thank you so much for coming on. You've been such a great guest. Well, thanks for having me. And, and you've been a good friend for a long time. And uh, it's, uh, it's really nice that you had me on and I appreciate all that you do. And, and I, if I can say one more thing, Everybody should support their local businesses in this time because we want them to be around mm -hmm. when this pandemic is over. And uh, don't be afraid to order takeout uh, and and to support the local businesses. Those are the guys that really need your help. And thanks for having me, Lisa Marie. Oh, thank you. Take care, Wes. We'll talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to reach out for a reading. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Spiritual Reading. Stop by my website at spiritual readings.com, and I look forward to hearing from you and sharing this journey.